we have to present options where doing nothing is not an option. So um, it can't be one of the options that are that's on the table. It's these are our choices, and all of them require us to take action, even if the action is not taking action. <laughs> we need to be very clear that that is a very deliberate decision. Hi, welcome to Change Out Loud, the podcast where change management intersects with everyday life. I'm Adnan Ali. And I'm Kara Sundar. Today we're talking about decommissioning. You can decommission a system for a number of reasons. Sometimes it's because you're moving towards something. Maybe you've got a new strategy, a new roadmap, and so you don't need this because it's redundant. Or sometimes it's just a part of your portfolio that's not necessary anymore. But what we've learned is there might be a lot of different reasons people resist decommissioning. It might look easy, but it's actually one of the harder things to do. So one of the ways that decommissioning is hardest is because people's identities might be tied to some process. So the example I'm thinking of is, hey, it's my job to run this report out of this system. If that report isn't there or isn't even needed anymore? What does that mean for me? So how can we talk about decommissioning and really address people's fears in a way that doesn't feel threatening? So I think this is where we have to be honest. So put ourselves in people's shoes. Um, I think a good impact assessment just to understand who's impacted and how and what the future looks like for them. Because in the example that you used, Kara, it could be that this person, the report that they generate, it's you know, 2% of what they do in any given month. And therefore, what they do in addition to generating that report is still required. So they're fine. It's just you don't have to do this report anymore. The person who requires this information, that they can get it directly from the system. Now, what if you have a group of people where the only thing they really do is generate a report that now can be self-serviced via a new system? I think then you have to consider the difficult conversation that maybe... Some of these individuals don't have a place in the future state in their existing role. And this is where I would partner with the line managers, partner with um, your human resources or people teams to understand really what we can offer them. Is it that we go through a capability assessment to understand where we can place these individuals? Is it that maybe we can? We truly are decommissioning the system and the roles that support the system. And if that's the case, you know, being candid and transparent about those conversations, um, I think we have to go into these conversations prepared. And the best way to do that, again, is to put yourself in their shoes and understand how they're going to be impacted and what we can do to support them through that. And if you have something you're moving towards, so this isn't just decommissioning, but it's really you've got something new in the future, there's so much opportunity out there right now to learn new reporting styles, Mm -hmm. BI, automation, just if you can get people thinking in that direction, it really could be a career boost for them. So trying to think about it in a positive way, while also being realistic, I think is really important. Um, Another thing that can be challenging is inertia. The do nothing option is so appealing. So let's say you've got a technology leader who they know we've got a couple of redundant systems. They kind of do the same thing. Uh, Yeah, I'm paying for it, but it's not that bad. Uh, Nobody's complained yet. Uh, But you really know that you need to decommission one of these. You've got to be prepared for that do-nothing option and the inertia. So what are some ways that you think we can tackle that? 
So my take on this would be we have to present options where doing nothing is not an option. So um, it can't be one of the options that are that's on the table. It's These are our choices, and all of them require us to take action, even if the action is not taking action. <laughs> we need to be very clear that that is a very deliberate decision. This is what it means, and we're all on the same page about it. So, um, you know, being candid, being transparent about here are the options for change, here's the option that you would select if you do nothing, and here's what that means. We have to, I think we have to put it all out there. Something else to consider if you're decommissioning is data is your friend. Mm -hmm. So running user reports, finding out what kind of activity is happening in this system is really going to help you understand the impact of a decommissioning. I think sometimes we have an idea that a system is really important, but then when we get in and look at the metrics, you know, it's 10 people <laughs> that use it less than an hour a month. Right. Probably not worth paying for. On the other hand, I've been a part of programs where there was kind of a misconception that something wasn't used very much. And it turned out that there were a lot of people who relied on it and it was a really important tool for the business. So we had to change our whole plan mm. because we didn't look at the data before we started. So I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Be data driven. Absolutely. Um, because people go into these things with a perception uh, of what's actually happening and Many times the data pans out a very different story. So if you, if you do have data available to you, leverage it. Don't be afraid to um, cite the data that you're using. Uh, many people are data-driven, and sometimes it's just hard to argue with data. It's, it's clear, it's unbiased, it's there. Use it. And this may seem a little simple to those of <laughs> us who work in technology every day, but you know, right now a lot of people are going to the cloud. And so if you are used to an on-premise solution, probably custom built for exactly your needs, the idea of moving to a cloud solution feels really scary. So I'm thinking of a project that I was on where I had to spend a whole lot of time talking about cloud security. <laughs> and, it, you know, the IT guys wanted to throw me out the building <laughs> because they're like, this is not what we should, we should be focusing on. But it was really important to meet those baseline fears. People were worried that going to the cloud meant that they were less secure. Adnan, how would you approach that conversation? You do a myth buster. So um, it, it's true. So listen to your people. Um, they will have fears. They will tell you what their mm -hmm. fears are. And then do a myth buster. So this is a concern that people have. And, and let's say it's cloud security. Here is the actual fact, though, you know cloud solutions tend to be safer and provide the <laughs> metrics and the data around that and, and really communicate the case for why that is true. Um, and, and you just go through all of them. I think you have to address each of these fears head on. Um, and, and some of them might be difficult conversations. It's, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to do this because I'm fearful for my job. And, mm -hmm. and in that one, again, I think you have a very candid and honest conversation of actually in that case, there might be an impact. And, and we don't know yet what that is, but we will work with you closely on it. Um, but yeah, I think you address it head on. Yeah. And I'm thinking of any time you're replacing something homegrown, you know, at least in our global roles, there is a lot of new regulation out there around data privacy, mm -hmm. what territories you can share across borders. For example, you know, a if you're serving a client, you have some of their data, the level of expectation is going to be a lot higher. 
So getting everybody to care about security is going to be really important in those scenarios. So it's not just this is about you and Mm -hmm. your job and the company's going in a different direction, but truly we have to make this change in order to be competitive in the market and serve our clients. Right. Agreed. And and if we can tie it into also um, upskilling our Mm -hmm. existing resources, if there is an opportunity to upskill the existing people and to enable them to learn and nurture a new capability of theirs, um, I think that's a great way also to include people in the change of, look, we may be decommissioning the system, but we are investing in you as well. So Mm -hmm. if it is a new certification or a new training curriculum that you need to go through, we're here to support you through that journey. If that's an option on the table, do use it. Well, we want to hear from you listeners. If you have any ideas about how you've decommissioned and maybe we've missed something, let us know. Go to Change Out Loud on LinkedIn, follow us and give us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>